Connesty, how are ye? Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast. I am sitting here in a beautiful, hermetically sealed sound recording booth, and Aaron, uh, my brother, is where are you actually? Uh, I'm in an outdoor space. I'm going to call it a, a shared workspace that looks, if you're seeing this on YouTube, um, like a tin roof on the side of the street, and um, you might hear the sound of my fellow colleague. <laughs> working over there in the workspace on another call um i'm in the south of india and i'm in uh, the province of kerala and i'm near a hilltop station called munar and i'm doing a bit of hiking around here after doing some ayurvedic treatments down south uh, to do some you know energy unblocking honestly the main reason i did it is because i over yoga i messed up my shoulder elbow and um now i can't do vinyasas so i was like oh, i have to do something so mm. you know so did, after did over it, yoging did it work too are much you, yoga are you, are you going to go from too much yoga to too too much ayurveda i ran away from the ayurveda and i went to the hills <laughs> too much altitude <laughs> um what yeah what I, what extreme can you fling yourself to next so that you have an overall feeling of balance, at least while you are in motion between extremes, is my question. Um, it's a really good question. I'm actually not sure. <laughs> I'm kind of trying to find, find that out, to be honest. I did swim <laughs> in a waterfall yesterday, and mm-hmm. I think I'm in an extreme of tea right now. I'm in, in an extremely abundant area of tea growing. That's, that's a good extreme, like, though. That's good. Uh, that's good. Uh, well, any monoculture is not great, to be honest, but like, know, it's just but a lot of tea. It's a lot, it's of, a tea. lot of tea. The hills are just like... And also, yeah, India is just, I mean, this this particular part of India is just beautiful. Um, mm. It's called God's Own Country. Um, so it's very, very pretty. Wow. And there's actually signs here saying don't litter, which is really nice to see. Because okay. it's a lot it's of A lot of things you see a lot in, in, uh, yeah, in this part of the country. Mm. Um, I mean, this part of the world. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I am. And uh, hopefully the and like, uh, audio won't be too annoying on my end. But like yeah. I said, we're going to be mainly Apologies. talking about you and um, your story. Well, I've been, I've, been, I've been doing most of the Candlelit Tales stuff while you've been in India. So uh, that's kind of Thank been the you. deal for the last while. You're welcome. You'll pay me back when you get back. Uh, I, uh, I exactly. plan to do nothing for about six months. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fairness, as we are talking about that, the the last time you were here, I had a job. I had a part time job, so I did not have a lot. I did not have a, as much capacity for candlelit tail stuff. So you were kind of carrying that a bit more intensely for the last kind of year and a half previous to that. Um. So hopefully, when you come Hence back, the reason I ran away. Hence the will... reason I ran away. Yeah. Well, like I said, you were careened between extremes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm extreme. I've got. Too I've gotten to that point now. I've gotten to that point now where I'm like, all right, I've, I've had a bit too much leisure now. I'm like, I was uh, on the beach in Varkla. Var- I was like, this is beautiful. But it's, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of walking around. Like, if I can do yoga every day, and it was great. Then I was doing yoga and surfing. And that's how I messed up my elbow. And it's just yes, like, right. And I, I, can't, I also can't Famously surf. Famously, really so. important for when you're standing on a surfboard. Although I suppose falling into oh, the water... No. Is very, no, you oh fucking, no you're pushing up you're doing push yourself push-ups. up that's true so that's and like true. And in my case i was doing a lot of push-ups and falling off so less standing on the board but i was just that pushing makes, myself up lots of times so lots much. and lots of times 
sense. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. I was hoping to actually try and finally be able to, you know, surf a little bit because everyone thinks I'm a surfer um, because of long I mean, hair. You, you and have the aesthetic. I have the aesthetic down. Hence the reason I like acting. I like looking yeah, yeah, like yeah. stuff and not actually doing the thing that I look <laughs> like doing. Um, I've always liked to sound you, like I know what you I'm talking look, about. You've got, you've got the puka shell necklace and the long hair and the like, yeah, tan and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. You you look like a surfer and then they actually put you on a surfboard and you fall over immediately. Um, that's great. Immediately. I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's fucking hard. I have, and I, I hate have doing stuff I'm not good at. One time, uh, you were there. It was in Cork. Uh, I don't think I stood up at all. Was I? Yeah, you were there. There's a photo of me in a wetsuit, and there's also a photo of you and Neil in wetsuits. It was all of us were there. Other oh, people yeah. were there as I well. That. I don't remember who else was there, there. I know the three of us were there. Uh, I know. Yeah, I also yeah, know yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't attempt to stand up because I understood my limitations. <laughs> See, I can stand up. It's just like as long as the board is like basically a boat, I can stand up. But I, I was too cocky. I got um a couple of lessons like years ago, and I was like, eh, I've yeah, done any lessons. I don't. One know. of them was a give me, a, I was there. Give me one. Yeah, give me one of those like not so giant boats, um uh, boards. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I was just shite like. So you really got to practice on the big boat boards before you even attempt to do anything. Anyway, look, we're getting massively anyway. sidetracked. Um, Are we're we? coming. This is gonna be. I mean, I thought this was the surfing definitely, podcast. Now. <laughs> this is not this that no. So uh, very happy not, to. Is it. this not a podcast about the aesthetics of the thing versus the thing itself? I feel like that maybe um, sometimes is a thing. Um, I, I, I think I think it's a whole other podcast. I think it's a whole other thing you yeah. could do. If you want to do? Listen, it, but, I could do a lot of stuff. Um, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the things that Can't we hear. have been doing and one of the things, well, like, so in terms of the podcast, we have concluded a series at the end of January, which was the stories for the dark, uh, which was great. You got to record some of those stories before you left. The rest of it was I told stories and we also had a lovely guest story from Daniel Allison uh, from Lauren Legends. And then also uh, since then, February. This is going to go out at the end of February, around the time when you get back to Ireland. <laughs> Assuming you're still planning on ever coming back to Ireland, frankly. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm on I'm, the other I'm, side I'm, of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, I, I've definitely reached that point where, like, uh, it, it's so great to do courses and focus on something, especially like when it's all the strength, strength the bows and like, you know, it's a yoga training course, which basically means I, I, I now know fully that I know nothing about yoga. Um, opposed to where before when I was like, oh yeah, I can do yoga. No. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. It'd be a lifetime commitment to, to even to, to get remotely good at teaching, which is yeah. uh, a good thing to try and do, I guess. Um, but I guess, yeah, it's been interesting to kind of like, step fully away from a thing and a passion and a love and I'm like you know the, the the times i get most animated is when i'm actually talking about going back telling stories and kind of tales and performing it's like oh and that love and that yearning so like it's lovely to be away from it and have that break but also it it's kind of, it reflects on like oh yeah that that thing i i needed to 
kind of just get away from admin and get away from the uh, busyness of it all. Nobody uh, likes that and, part of it, man. Nobody likes that part of it. And it's just the juggling of, of three or four different jobs in the creative se- sector anyway. That is just exhausting. Um, so, I mean, it's nice to be able to step away and, hey, I'm fucking grateful to be able to be here. And um, I'll actually be probably linking up with Daniel Allison in person soon. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we might have uh, another um, podcast that we'll be doing for Lauren Legends coming out on his his podcast. Um, so I'll probably record that with him uh, when I do meet up with him. But I, um, yeah, I'll be back recording podcasts um, very soon. And I have been... Uh, yeah, thinking about a couple of stories I might do, and I'll talk to you afterwards about what, what they were. And it's been nice as well to listen to your Bridget story and mm. from this end and kind of like just think about what you're going to be doing with it, the live shows you're doing that I very, very nearly came home to do well, just because I, I, I wanted to do them. To be clear, they are in the future as we are recording this and as you are listening to this, oh, listener, they are in the past. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Let's not mention live shows anymore. Like, no, we can talk about because there's going to be some live shows coming up in February because we are going to be working with the or sorry in in March because uh, we're working mm. with the the St Patrick's Day festival. So we have Saint we Patrick's have two confirmed shows at the St Patrick's Day festival, which is nice. On the seventeenth, which and is going to be great fun. Love yeah. Um, uh, so that'll kind of be they may be your first shows when you come back, or we may do some other stuff between when you are listening to this now, dear listener, and then. Uh, but that's a month in the future. Dear listener, <laughs> we're really sorry for like being really we're... bad at dates, time continuums, I'm and uh, organization. Sorry, it's made up. It's not a real it thing. It doesn't mean anything. And the sooner everyone gets used to that, the better for me personally. I mean, it is very useful, you know. It is. In... It has a certain utility in terms of organizing different people to turn up at the same like on at the same location in a temporarily mm-hmm. coincidental way and stuff like transport and you know you got um, so many many things many i understand things. there's a utility i'm just saying that in you know in a wider sense it doesn't exist like so many constructs that we have made up to make society a little bit easier look there is uh, only now if you take it there too is fucking only seriously now. then you know, I get into trouble because I don't. Well, it, it, you know what? Like, it, it is kind of funny, even like being away from, uh, you know, the the regular routine of whatever that kind of is in 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 my life, which isn't very regular anyway. No, like like the the unusualness. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I have some form of routine, um, but like actually being uh, over here and not not having I guess a link into things happening in certain stages but also uh, a kind of a time away from and a time out of and a time you know a lot of, a lot of it is quite meditative here there's so many ashrams there's so many beautiful really deep in it you cut out there for me and I don't know if that's going to be also, a cut out of my recording. Hilarious. I was talking too much. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, 
it's fine. I mean, um, this is why I said I shouldn't talk because anyway, did, all I was saying to talk a lot, <laughs> a lot. And look, there. My point was, my simple point was, there's only now we imagine a future and we imagine a past, and when we're in the imaginary future, it's just silly, and we're in the imaginary past, it's also silly. But what's nice about those imaginary things is when they're in story, and that's what's the nice that, chewing gum for the brain. That was a nice that segue into let's talk about the Bridget story a little bit, I guess, because uh, that's the story yeah. that. Uh, we were able to bounce that a little bit uh, in that I sent you a kind of a planned recording and then you sent me your notes on it and then I went into the studio and recorded it uh, and have also will have finished by this time performing in uh, the Lexicon and in the Rathcommon uh, Bridges Day Festival uh, which is happening on the which is hopefully going to be an annual thing so you know what now that you're listening to that think about next year Bridges Day stuff will be happening um but we'll probably be doing stuff. And on. our mother's painting got put up on yeah. um, walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And buildings uh, and castles. Her story, uh, lighting projection. Uh, she was one of the one of the artists that they featured. So that was very nice. She was Maria McGee, Dada. If you want to check out some interesting, amazing art. Follow her on Instagram. Um, um, yeah, so with the Bridges story was kind of a, a, a notion that I've been kicking around since December about like, reconciling the goddess and the saint because there is that the the folkloric tradition really has more to do with the saint in Ireland uh but she is supposed to have been like named after a goddess da, da, da. yeah so so this is a really interesting like I, I love listening to your your story and your take on it and I, I I can only imagine how brilliant it will be and was <laughs> uh like <laughs> I like this um so it is fun out time i i love it because obviously imbolic is like just the start of some life coming back into the the land a little bit of light coming back into the place there's some form of need to celebrate a, a resurgence and the goddess of spring essentially is what she is and i guess you know, when we've talked about Bridget before, we found her either a goddess or either a saint. And so this story really makes it, links those as, you know, what when you get in trouble of naming a thing and making it too specific a thing, like, what is it? Like, what is Bridget? You know, like, if we're actually getting trying to, like, label something, you kind of lose the essence of, of it. And this yeah. is nice because and, you're linking I, two ideas. It it is part of my continued um interest in sort of like looking at binaries and seeing how how those can be collapsed or transcended, and like where where is the space where where is the tension in between that is more interesting than the than the edge of of either thing because I think that's like when we get really into binary thinking like there's a certain amount of binary thinking that you need to do again it's like time it's like watches it's like showing up to a place there's a certain amount of it that you kind of need to function uh in the world but in essence, these are all like illusory. Like there's no binaries in nature. They're all spectra. Um, so it's interesting to me to kind of look at somebody who is, there is a binary choice about Bridget that's usually presented. Is is this Saint Bridget or is this Goddess Bridget? And what, what kind of, it was building on some of the goddess sort of storytelling that we have done over the last couple of years where, you know, goddess can be quite vague. And I was like, well, what if that's kind of the point of goddess is that, the goddess is not 
something that is written down and pinned down and very very definite but that that goddess energy is mutable and constantly changing and constantly in flux and therefore isn't something that actually can be pinned down and is constantly renewing itself which is a sort of a way of looking at at the kind of construction of goddess anyway that i think kind of works and then if if that then saint bridget would seem to me to be a very good example of a goddess reinventing herself for another you know a, a, a new framework uh and then and then it kind of collapses that duality of bridget saint versus bridget goddess into bridget 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 uh what if, what if both <laughs> One and the same, and also, you know, what jumped to my mind when listening to it is like, what if not before, and what if not again? You know, like, okay, sure, we have this saint that is remembered, and you know, how many bridges were there? How many took on that role? How many have you know stepped into that? And like, what, what, what is she but somebody who puts, you know, who abandons. I guess, in a way, like she abandons not just men, not just sexuality, but like, you know, she prioritizes, you know, it's a monastic life, basically, you know, and uh, prioritizing uh, the welfare of others far and above hers and through sheer devotion. And you've lots of stories of throughout cultures of the most devoted and in the mythology, it's Hanuman, the little monkey god, the mm-hmm. the devoted and the one that like lasts the longest. And yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of like the, the how many are there and how many can there be as well. Yeah, and like I think there's there's something about for me when I was looking at the the story because you gave me a really good note on that, which was that like after she leaves her father's house there needs to be a moment of there needs to be a down moment before she steps on to um you know creating the abbey and founding yeah, the abbey crisis. there needs to be a moment of crisis so i was like okay well then she's she's homeless she's she's alone she has nothing because the the whole kind of thing with the early church was that the early church was not accepting of of women it was it was a very male dominated space um and she ma- she had to make a space and so that kind of struck me as like, well, what if she just sort of spent some time among the outcasts? Because she is in stories always uh, working with lepers and working with outcasts and working with, you know, the, the the pregnant nun who she has a miraculous abortion for. Like she's taking in the people who don't fit. She's taking in the people who don't have a place. So like if you put that into a kind of a modern map, she's taking in the people who don't conform. She's taking in all the people who are like, rejected by a society and who don't have a space because of their gender or their gender presentation because of their race because of their whatever it is that people are being rejected for she's going out and she is finding a space among those people and then she's creating a space where those people are welcome and i think that that was more interesting to me than it then than it being like a convent for for women because she's also the she's also a goddess who is like a protector of the victims of domestic violence and like sure we know that a lot of the time that's women but it's not all always women 
there are people in same sex couples, sex couples who who experience domestic violence. There are there are you know men in in heterosexual couples who experience domestic violence. But like having that be like, you know, again, taking the taking the binary out of it a bit and and making it more, um, I think that makes it richer. I think it makes it more interesting as a story, and I think it makes it more interesting as 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 a space to explore. And to your point about how many like. That was the thing with the with the the abbess of Kildare. Bridget became a title rather than a name. So the abbess of Kildare was known as the Bridget, uh, which again yeah, yeah, gets yeah. into that thing of like constant renewal and um, yeah, renewing by changing, no, renewing I... by by uh, being reborn. Yeah, and I, I guess that's that's kind of my point is like many have put on the cloak and have taken up the mantle and have been like doing that and and, and can still do that, you know. Mm. Um and like but it's it's the power of being that selfless, like it's so easy to describe it, it's so easy to talk about it. But like what she gives up is like is yeah, I mean, she's pretty miraculous in how easy it comes to her and she doesn't expect anything back. And that's why, like, it's so beautiful as a child. Ah, and, but she you know, does. Her parents don't understand what she's doing. She's giving everything away. Ah, but she does. This is what mm. I think is does really she interesting like, she's about not her. Expect, she doesn't expect no, it. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on. I don't think on. she expects it or demands she it back. absolutely demands it back. Give me salt. Well, in that, in that story, she's just asking for kindness. She always does. She absolutely demands it, it, that it be paid on and that it be paid forward. And she absolutely punishes those who, who are ungenerous. So I think there's a really interesting thing in there. Yeah, about, that's that, that there's a really interesting thing in there about selfish and selfless in, in the way that you're putting it, because it's not mm. an egoic selfishness. But she absolutely does not fucking put up with being mistreated. And I think that's a really important distinction because I think there's a there's a there's a version of her that's a doormat, and that's a version that I think is very much, um, very much taught in the kind of Christian tradition of like, you know, a, 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 the way to be in service is to never assert yourself and to like wash everybody else's feet and and kowtow and like never put yourself forward and always be silent and always be of service and always be like self-effacing and hiding. And that's not what she does. She is extremely assertive of what she, what she deserves. What she she, believes in. Yeah. She, she like, she will give away everything, but she 100% demands that you also do that because otherwise you don't get to you don't get to be in her presence yeah and well that that's the key difference i mean so like what i mean is um she doesn't expect any egoic reward for her sacrifice yeah like she doesn't expect for herself to be raised on a pedestal and she's not looking for any any yeah she's not interested in status in that way but she also is high status like she's she, she becomes given, she becomes she becomes she becomes yeah, but, but it's it's yeah not, but I've, it's not a self-denial thing hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's kind of an interesting one because, again, as a child, when her parents are kind of shocked that she keeps on giving their stuff away, <laughs> and then they slowly realize they're like, "Stop it, kid," you know, and then slowly, you know, they realize, "Oh, hang on, this is actually kind of she seems to be able to walk her own own line here, and things are coming back tenfold." And okay, let let's get her just married because that's the thing to, thing to do. And when she takes a firm, like I love the fact that she just. You know, makes herself ugly and gets your man a beautiful woman out in the woods and talks sweet words to her and she'll love whatever she says to you yeah. or you say to her. Whatever you like, say to her will sound she's, she's, like pros of wisdom to both her and her father. <laughs> so she 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 already has a kind of a magical element to her in this story. Like she already has like kind of a, a, a you know, a, yeah, a magic to her. Like she's she's she has the ear of God. She has the kind of the ability to kind of got some you know, kind of inside expect line, yeah. that she's yeah she's she's like you whatever you say that over there it will be good. And you know, is it the placebo effect? Is it you know your mind goes great? I'm now gifted. I can talk whatever I can. You know, and she's like yeah sure cool. <laughs> and you know, she might be one of those bright eyed kind of like almost whatever you think is going to happen will probably happen. But if I say it with sheer not a conviction conviction yeah. then you will believe it You'll believe and it. through her conviction like she kind of manifests everything and like that's one of the key things i think in the story is like her belief in herself her yeah. belief in the higher power and the greater good yeah. and her belief that it will be if she puts everything into it you know how she wants it and then it is and like mm-hmm. that's kind of true of most like most great whatever success stories if you like it's sheer will determination and focus you know you like and that's yes i have a lot, a little a bit lot of, a, of time i have a little bit of a problem with the you know great man theory of history because i think there there are very few individuals who are actually succeeding on their own it's usually about they have inspired a community of people who also agree with them and who support them and help them uh, you you get very few. If you look into any of the great the great people of history, there's a there's a huge number of people around them supporting. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm I'm kind of just even look, looking at like at Bridget being like, okay, she gathered a community to her, mm-hmm. and then she got her status. Like you know, mm-hmm. that's how. Like you don't you don't gain status on your own. You yeah, know, you need a community of people. So like, although she was devout and had this great a magical kind of power um which again I, I i love the fact that she has that hard edge to her with the salt she turns into rocks and she i guess is linked to this how you put it in the story is, is not dividing between the the saint who we know kind of these stories from and the goddess of old and linking them as like you know a, a rebirth and a renewal and something that's there and she's kind of whispered to herself from a power from long ago, which is maybe slightly darker. Maybe was it darker then? I don't is think it, dark and light is kind of to me. Dark and light is 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 another one of those like binaries that get us in trouble. Like, but that's that's what the Catholic Church got in trouble. I, I exactly. think the Catholic Church got itself in trouble yeah. for being too binary. Like, and and that's yeah. and that's what I think is beautiful is because she feels oh this is dark but my new religion says it's you should be light and only happy and i don't feel light and happy all the time and so actually that doesn't really compute 
And, well, like, you know, she's on the age. It's not so much be happy all the time as it is like, you know, it doesn't matter how much you suffer in this life because you will go to heaven in the in the next life. Like you can suffer, you can suffer picturesquely in this life because you get your reward. Uh, you get your reward in the afterlife. So this life is less important. Um, which again, I think is a is a an interesting one for her because I don't think she lives by that. I think she lives by no. uh, this life is important, and these people who are here are important, and taking care of ourselves and others is is important. Um, and that's kind of how she how she acts. Um, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. bridges and. I mean, sorry, on, on that last point, and like, it's important what you do in this world and how you act. Like, if you're not kind, like the king was a great example, the the mm. kind of king who kind of scoffs at her and king then she throws her cloak, you know, and like, you know, he's not a generous guy, but he becomes kind of almost afraid of her. Um, and the guy with the salt, and our, you know, who gets the, the who- gets crushed under rocks yep. um, which I love as well because he's mean he's he's not generous and it's mm-hmm. like the worst thing you can be around um, mm-hmm. a goddess or a saint mm-hmm. absolutely um, yeah to be to be ungenerous or in someone who prizes generous but I and I and I think like the generosity for me was the was the connecting point as well between the two of them because generosity in like Celtic society and in in older Irish society, pre-Christian Irish society was like so important because it was part of your way of showing status. It was part of your way of like being uh, was was to be generous. Like you think of the, the Fianna stories and the, the Oshin and Patrick stories, like to be generous, to be hospitable, to let everybody in regardless of, of who they were and what their status was, was like yeah, absolutely. hugely valued. Uh, so it was kind of interesting that like that's her through line is is her her generosity but her generosity yeah. is the generosity of nature which is like you know it it, it multiplies upon itself um anyway that's bridges so come here. i feel like we could talk well, about bridges not, uh, all day but i don't want to because i, I yeah, also want to well, talk about the other stories i don't want to either <laughs> but i briefly want to ask you uh because it's you know, it's the first time we've had a, a national holiday uh, celebrating the goddess Bridget, even though I'm not sure it's like technically um, a Bridget celebration day. Because it's the 6th of February, who's the right. bank holiday? No, it's, um, well, it's the 6th this year, but it's it's going to be the first Monday in February. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's a bank holiday um, as on a Monday. But um, yeah, no, we, we had, we had uh, there have been a group of people uh campaigning for Bridget's Day to be a national holiday for the past three or four years. Um, and it was announced last year. Um, and it was justified by our recurrent government as being uh, uh, in gratitude for the healthcare workers uh, during the pandemic, which I think is a very good and worthy reason for a bank holiday going forward. Uh, we also have way less bank holidays than other countries in Europe. <laughs> and also... This had been campaigned for by a, a group of very dedicated activists for several years before that. So uh, which which is was not mentioned. Um, so it was a little bit. Um, it was a little bit of a little bit of a cop out there. But I also think like that's a good reason for a bank holiday. I don't really mind that they that's what they that's what they said about it to get it over the line. But I do think the uh, the contributions of the herstory group should be uh, 
should probably be acknowledged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think it's like it's still a kind of a, it's still a kind of a, a win. It's still a kind of a. It's still a win. Um, it's still a win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had we did and, have uh, a conversation with Melanie from her story uh, on this podcast, which is in I will find out what episode that was and stick it in the show notes if anyone is interested in in listening to us chat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very briefly, Zerka, I just want to ask you, what are the main attributes of Bridget, like character-wise? Uh, what do you think, like, as a hu- person, as a human being, or, or a goddess, or a being with such power? I think if you are to try and distill her down into a very short list of characteristics, generosity is the main one, and compassion. Uh, and I think it's generosity and compassion, but it's also there is also very a very strong boundary around like uh paying that generosity forward. She she will give you infinite compassion as long as you are also compassionate. She will give you infinite generosity as long as you are also infinite. But she is not um it's it's a weird thing where like her, her initial love is unconditional. But if you do not show that you will also pay it forward, it very quickly becomes conditional. And uh, like there's a story of the of the lepers, uh, where they they're told to bathe each other, and one bathes the other and heals him, and then the healed leper refuses to touch the leper who bathed him and gets leprosy again. Um, like she's she you know, uh. Or the woman with the apple trees who gives her apples and when Bridget gives them all away and, and this woman gives out to her, her, her tree is blighted. It doesn't give fruit anymore. Uh, so there's a kind of a thing of like, that's what I mean by she, I don't think, I don't think she's, like, I don't think she's, oh, she's, yeah, not no. the, she's not the fucking giving tree. Like you can't, if you try and, if you try and take an axe to this woman, she will cut you down. Um. So and there's something still, like really interesting about that to me in terms of like, you know, she is she has she has incredibly good boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like she is a goddess of boundaries because she's like, you can have this, and then it's this far and no further, and we're fucking done here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she's also she is also like one of her like that's that's her big thing is like that ripple effect of good deed leading to good deed leading to good deed generosity leading to more generosity to more generosity that that's a kind of a like a positive feedback loop because it is and if you are in a culture where that positive feedback loop is going on and somebody starts to behave uh ungenerously or selfishly they can really fuck it up for everybody else she really fucks that person up And I mean, the, so there's the an, same she's an stories. interesting guardian of her community in that way, where it's like we can be based on infinite generosity as long as everyone is fucking agreeing. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting to me that like, okay, so we, we still have you know every kid in primary school still makes the bridges crosses or reads, and they're all over the place, and it's you know it's a fantastic solar cross, of course, um, rather than the Catholic one. So, like, you you still have the combination of Catholicism mixed in with paganism, even if it's like completely unbeknownst. Um, and it's you know it's the, the link, and it's one and the same. It's kind of both as well. And 
I mean, the stories you picked out, they're all same stories. And yet but there are no goddess back stories, to... are Exactly, yeah. Like there are no there are there there like that was kind of the story the only story of the of a goddess called Bridget that survives is the story of the first Kenya. And the rest of the stories of Bridget, we have no idea when they came up. We have no idea when they started. Uh, outside of the childhood ones, which are definitely like saint childhood stories, like we don't we don't have any way of pulling that apart. All um, right, guys, thank you very much for listening. I yeah. hope my audio isn't terrible. I'll be back to the stories soon-ish. And uh, yeah, thanks for keeping it going, Surika. Keeping it lit. Until then, uh, you can help keep it lit on Patreon.com forward slash Candle Or if you don't want to, you don't have to. Bye.